Welcome to the Simple Man Podcast. I'm Damien. Nikki Rod. Ethan Krellenston. And Adam Von Rothfelder. Adam Von yeah, Roth- Von Rothfeld. Von Roth- Rothfelder. 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 God, when you start questioning okay. me, I started questioning yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, what is it? What is it? <laughs> so, um, guests on the podcast, explain to the to the viewers, you know, who's who's Adam? What is uh, strong coffee? Yeah, man. Uh, so I actually originally uh, learned about B Team uh, by way of Nikki Rod and, and Jay, who just popped in here and magically set water in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, I got them some coffee, uh, like almost like a year ago. Yeah, right about that. We met at Sun Life, and but your, your coffee isn't like. Like it's, it's different than normal coffee. It's yeah. not like a drip, not like a cappuccino. It's, it's yeah. very unique. Totally. I mean, I think like my... Uh, is the door closed? It's, it's fucking closed now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's perfect. Uh, we should just use that door yes. forever. Yeah. Okay, that okay. one should never be open. I'm sorry. usually on these podcasts where it's like, you know, oh, let's sit down and have a really serious conversation. And my biggest draw to this was like, yo, I just want to fuck around and talk a little bit. Yeah. And, Most and of our episodes are very serious, but like this one will. This will probably have some knowledge yeah. in it. We yeah. do not provide knowledge usually. Hey, well, I'm yeah. not providing yeah. knowledge. Yeah. So to answer, yes, to that, strong coffee is very different. Where a lot of people are constantly caught in the conversation of what coffee is better, meaning its geographical location, how it was roasted. I got in the conversation of what coffee is better for you. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to sit there and have that argument with some snob who talks about the roast of their bean and what kind of Chemex pour over system that they use. I wanted to talk about, do you feel the same? Do you perform the same? Because ultimately my past was in sports performance. I was a sports performance nutritionist and a, and a uh, strength coach. I'm a former professional MMA fighter. I trained out of uh, Minnesota Martial Arts Academy with Greg Nelson. I have a lot of uh, wrestling, grappling, scramble experience from the Minnesota type you know, mindset where it all came from the university out there. And Jacob Volkman and Brock Lesnar were all the guys that were rolling out there at the time that I was rolling. Mm-hmm. And through that, you know, same kind of thought process of doing something differently in my life, I think came the way of thinking about coffee and taking this thing that I was making every morning uh, with that evolved with time. It was like, oh, I put protein in my coffee. I, I put MCT in my coffee. I put this in my coffee because I just need to get to practice. And I didn't want to have a bunch of food, but I needed the energy and I needed calories. Mm-hmm. But I knew that if I ate something, it wasn't going to sit right. You're going to puke it up. I'll puke it up. One gut shot, you know, after X of burpees and this and Y, and all of a sudden somebody punches you in the stomach and you're, you know. So, so I made it just an instant formula that tastes amazing and has so much of your daily nutrients and adaptogens and nootropics all just in it. What's up, y'all? It's Damian Anderson and Nikki Rod from the Simple Life Podcast. We're here to let you know that our merch is live. You know, you guys want some T-shirts, some fancy cups? Support the Simple Man Podcast and get our merch. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Nikki Rod. If you're looking to support the Simple Man Podcast and myself, please check out CarneJerky.com. C-A-R-N-E-J-E-R-K-Y. Just want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors, Massive Supplements and Violent Hippie. Use code 
Simple Man, all caps for 15% off both of those companies. Massive supplements, trademarked Smash and Greens, Smash and Reds, very nutrient dense foods. I personally use their creatine and BCAs during my workout and sometimes even before the workout. For Violent Hippie, they have soaps, USDA, CBD oils, t shirts, rash guards, you name it. Owned by former Navy SEAL Mitch Aguiar, you simple man, to get 15% off. Guys, Violent Hippie, massive supplements, get the smashing greens, smashing reds, all the vitamins, nutrients you need to get that body that you want. Natty Rod style. So we have a box here. We're all going to try it live. None of us, have, I guess you guys, yeah, you yeah. guys have tried I've, it before. I've had a bunch, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. Very good and uh, we're going to have this live. Can you pass that real quick? I'm a, I'm a big fan of your packaging. It's like, um, it's very smooth and simple. Like it looks like a very classy product, you know, not just a normal that coffee mat- bag. Like, is it yeah, it's uh, it's actually yeah. That's um, that's like a special coating that's sprayed on it after the box is made. That is actually called like a soft touch or like a rose petal, and it's supposed to have a similar feeling to an actual rose petal. And our bags have a similar finish to it too, which is. You know, most people kind of cut the corners on that stuff, but I feel that that the presentation was really important because when people are spending this kind of money on a product and giving it the effects that they want, I also feel like the experience should match those things, right? Like getting an iPhone or a pair of Jordans. It's like the box is dope. It's got these extra laces, like whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It all matters. So one packet per serving? One packet per serving uh, with these stick packs. Yeah. Let's let's, get it cracking. Awesome. Nice. Nice. So then uh, we put powder in. Powder first. Powder powder first, first, which is kind of a a little trick I took from the pour over culture because what it does is it actually does create a little bit of a ritual in the morning. So you could take your hot water and just kind of gently pour over the powder and it almost mixes it without having to stir it. Right? So just that action of circular circular pouring can be pretty, you know, relieving in the morning for some people. I hear often from people, it's not so much that they just like coffee that's roasted or something. It's the ritual of actually taking the time and making it. If you want to pour me some water. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, frother action. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Hit it when it's in the thing. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, (laughs) we're going to have coffee (laughs) everywhere. Pour a little bit more water in mine for favor. That's perfect right there, brother. Okay. Appreciate it. The one thing with this black is you almost, you don't even really need to mix it. It's pretty wild. It's, oh, yeah? it incitizes right away. One of the things that I did is I took freeze dried coffee, something that, you know, nobody's ever done before. Uh, I took freeze dried coffee, which has a very like crystally look to it. Can I get that little hit? Yes, sir. And, uh, we go through an extra step with it that costs us just a little bit more, but it has a better finish on it where we actually pulverize all the instant coffee crystals. So they become like one uniform powder mm-hmm. and that's how we get consistent performance out of the same cup because everything shares the same weight so where a lot of times that's not true. So mm-hmm. it's freeze dried coffee. Yeah. Like it's freeze dried. Yeah. So it's freeze dried Colombian coffee. It's fair trade. And then we have in this particular product, we have, uh, adaptogens like ashwagandha. We have L-theanine. L-theanine. And, good yep. for the, good for the brain. Yep. L-theanine is going to be awesome for raising serotonin and dopamine. A lot of people don't know this about coffee, but there's a, there's a way that I explain it that, Caleb one time told me, he's like, dude, you have to explain it this way. So it's, uh, 
Coffee doesn't help you step on the gas. It helps you keep your foot off the brake, Mm. right? So what happens with daily action and, you know, throughout your day, your body starts building up a denosine in your brain. And this is something that's like triggering to you that you need to go to bed. I need sleep. I need rest. Enough caffeine will shut that voice up in your head. And that's exactly what's happening. Well, with that happening, you are raising norepinephrine, uh, adrenaline, right? If you can raise up serotonin and dopamine at the same time, it'll support this elevation. So there's not a crash or so jitters. Co- coffee, coffee kind of blocks you from that blocks the, blocks the crash, which is the adenosine. It it blocks your it blocks feeling the feeling tired. like I I should slow down. Is there a specific chemical that's going on in your brain that's telling you like oh you should probably like that's the adenosine. That's, that's yeah. The adenosine. So adenosine builds up and mm-hmm. then caffeine at a certain amount of milligrams shuts it down and basically tells that voice in your head shut up. Yeah. There are side benefits to caffeine, like increased endurance factors, uh, increased Basic fat dilation. burning. Exactly. Yeah. But it actually doesn't increase energy. So, but you can utilize the metabolites of caffeine and pair yeah. other things with it, like L theanine and, and these nootropics to give you enhanced cognitive function. Mm-hmm. And when you have that and you're not tired, you know, you're feels like you have more energy. It feels yeah. like you have more energy. You're just so you're getting yeah. shit Sleepy. done. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, feel, yeah. I feel, I definitely agree with like, like a lot of this stuff is like neurological energy. Like I know if I have to do like a big talking piece for like a YouTube or some kind of interview, especially if it's after practice, I'll talk for a little bit and I'll be good and clear and concise and I have a little bit of a crash. But if I get like some caffeine in me, the, the speech, it's like much better. You know, oh, I, could, yeah. I could get more out. For yeah, sure. for sure. You're going to be more articulated and there's, there's a, there's a polyphenol that exists in, in coffee and polyphenols are a form of an antioxidant and polyphenols are directly. So polyphenols <laughs> increase cognitive function. Well, in coffee, you get about a 20% increase of this neuroprotein in your brain from these polyphenols. So there's this polyphenol that enters your body. It gets into your brain. And it raises this protein in your brain called brain-derived neurotropic factors, BDNF, Mm -hmm. right? And this BDNF is a biomarker that it literally indicates your level of brain health down to the fact that it's the greatest correlating science that we have to your potential of Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. or neurodegenerative disease. So when you measure BDNF in America, it's roughly 60% lower in every American than it is somewhere in India. You now, want it higher? Higher. The higher the number, the lower likelihood you will of having a neurodegenerative disease. Hmm. So now in India, if you look at their likelihood of Alzheimer's and neurodegenerative diseases, it's like 10%. Whereas here it's, it's like 45, 50, right? Like 45, 50% of potential listeners or us in this room could have a neurodegenerative disease. Especially in which, our listeners. Well, yeah, I mean, well, and if you're getting hit in the head and other things, there is a greater potential to obviously damage neurons. So when you're looking at our, our cup of coffee, we took not only the coffee, which, you know, coffee in America is 76% of all of our antioxidants, 70% of all of our fiber, right? And now we're talking about actual brain health. Well, what's crazy is the coffee bean comes from a coffee berry, and it, a lot of people don't realize that, but like it's a seed, a berry, it's a, not a bean. Yeah, it's a right, 
right? So it, it's a cherry, right? Like it's a cherry. Yeah. Well, we've been throwing that cherry away since the 14th century. That cherry itself got the name cascara to cast away, right? Like it's really? garbage. Okay. The bullshit is, the crazy thing is that that berry is the strongest source of polyphenols on the planet. So we take uh, extract of coffee berry and we reintroduce it into coffee beans. Mm. So we just put nature back together and that coffee berry uh, extract is has a special studied name. It's called Neurofactor, which is a, a, a clinically studied ingredient that allows us to say that our cup of coffee will increase <clears throat> your BDNF and your brain mm. cognitive function by almost 200%. Holy shit. That's in here? And that's in here. So a traditional cup of coffee is 20%. This cup of coffee is over 140%. Wow. So, and it's like, well, if you could have higher BDNF numbers from exercise increases it, healthy eating increases it, strong coffee increases it, mm. well, then you're decreasing your likelihood of that thing. There's a lot of scary diseases out there. I think one of the <clears throat> scariest ones is forgetting who the fuck you are. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. forgetting who's around yeah. you and the people that you love losing yeah. your unique thought, your brain, your, orig- is, your your brain is everything. If you've ever had a physical injury, you know that you're always thankful because it could have been way worse. You're like, Oh yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it could have been my head. So yeah. the cherry, like the fruit pulp is yes. like you take an extract of that fruit pulp, like the cherry pulp and put it like you coat the bean. No, so or something. Or? So since everything is uh, turned into powders, so our coffee is powderized, freeze dried, freeze dried, okay. or spray dried. There's also a form of spray, spray drying dry. it. Yeah, it's interesting. They spray in it basically in a room that sucks all the moisture out, and it like turns into these instant crystal powders, mm-hmm. right? And that's better for our latte because it has similar particle weight to the collagen powder, the MCT powder, okay, and all okay. these other adaptogens it that we put in there. Well with it or yeah, something. it yeah. keeps like a nice like mixture rate. And because everything is, you know, with gravity, everything is falling. And it keeps it suspended in there. Right, it evenly, suspends yeah. longer because they're all similar particle weights. Yeah, so. Where when we made the black, there was a interesting thought process that came in my head while I was formulating it. I was like, how am I gonna take freeze-dried coffee, which has better taste, but it has this crystal-like formations, these like little, you know, things where if I put other ingredients in it that are small particles, they separate. They're going to be yeah. massive separations. So we started pulverizing. So I had like these steel balls developed that get thrown into our mixer and just basically bang around and destroy all the, the crystals. Pow- all the crystals yeah. for the coffee to become up. a yeah. small fine powder. Cool. Yeah, and it was like where two, two is the uh, strong coffee <clears throat> headquarters, like the facility. So we're you know we're a small company. Uh, we're a three person company. So it's it's me, Caleb, and my wife, and then I have two consultants that do like ad buying, and the other mm-hmm. person does email, email marketing and writing and everything. And so we're stationed out of Austin. Uh, every person that works for Strong Coffee lives in the Austin area. Our product is That's made good. in Utah. Uh, I mean, it's we try to keep as much you know, here as we can. Yeah. And it's, it's really served us well. I mean, we did our own fulfillment for a while. There's some great videos online where you can like literally see my daughters shaking out bags. You know, they're now 10 and eight, they were seven and six, but we had like a a series of bags that came unsealed Uh and my daughters are literally like shaking bags, bags out, 
ziplocking them and putting them in these little machines and like closing the machine. Free labor. Yeah. Free labor. Yeah. Uh, China. China. Well, and it's not free. Hey, there's a really cool hack. For, there's a really cool hack. So have, have daughters. Have daughters. <laughs> Actually just have children, right? Yeah. So if you're an entrepreneur, whether whatever it is, an LLC that is flowing through money and you have kids, right? You can literally take $1,200 a month and give it to them, but you don't actually have to give it to them. And it is completely <laughs> nope. tax, legal. It is completely tax. It is legal and, it, and able to write off. So I paid both of my daughters $1,200 a month. To, to work for me. But they but, don't know that, right? Well, <laughs> they do, but they don't. College fund, college fund. Well, yeah. their college fund, right? Their gymnastics, their dance, their jujitsu, right? It's all paid for by me, but by their work. And they do taste testing. They like, my daughter has a massive stevia intolerance. The minute oh, she wow. tastes any type of stevia, she is like, right? And she, so I have her try our products to see if she can pick up on the stevia uh, in it because sometimes we need to use stevia to kind of complete this like sweetness spectrum yeah. but if you use too much to somebody who has a stevia intolerance which is Ooh. like 10% of the people yeah. out there they're like fuck that's nasty yeah, yeah, yeah. so I use her as my taste tester to try it to be like can you pick up the stevia on it and she's like no this one's good because mm. me and my wife both, both don't taste it Yeah. yeah. so it's like nice to have that to in house yeah, yeah. and just like as somebody who you know is you know, making more money than I couple, did a couple of years ago. It's nice to like hold on to more because when you work really hard for it, you're like, fuck, I don't want to go so fast. Right. Yeah. So it was, it's great to have that little hack that you can stock away. I want to so, know how you amazing. got, how you got into whole foods. That's a massive accomplishment. Congratulations. Yeah, man. That. And a shit show. And a shit show. Yeah. I mean, have you seen some of this shit that I've posted I've about your it? stories and, yeah. and, and whatnot? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's wild. I mean, for people to, I mean, I was, I was a MMA fighter turned gym owner turned, you know, trainer in LA. And when I started strong coffee, my own investors were my clients and they were the founder of Tom's, uh, Blake Mikoski and another guy who oh, I listened to an interview of him actually. Yeah. Wow, wow. Great story. Uh, Blake Mikoski. I mean, for all the, all the entrepreneurialism that he had failed, Tom's took off. Right. But it yeah. took a while to get there. What's wild is that strong coffee is my first thing. Mm. And I don't think anybody true. I mean, I had a gym before, but it's different running a brick and mortar versus like trying to fucking compete against Starbucks and, yeah. and, and monsters. Right. So when I launched strong coffee and when I was getting investors, my own investors said that I would not compete in coffee. They, they doubt, they doubted me. Yeah. Right. They believed in me, but they doubted the product in the sense of its ability to reach that far. Well, when COVID uh, when COVID, you know, kicked in the pandemic, uh, the increase in online stores went up 400%. So the cost of acquiring a customer online costed way more. So like five years ago, you could acquire a customer. So I'm like running an ad for this mm. and that person buys this and that cost me $5 to get them to buy this $19 item. Like to get them to see it? To get them to see it and okay. buy it. Cost okay. of acquiring a customer, a CAC, mm. right? Like this is an important number for businesses. What is your cost to acquire a customer? Mm -hmm. Because determinate, dependent on what their lifetime value is, 
Meaning how much do they spend in the lifetime of buying shit from you? Hmm. If that CAC and the cost of goods aren't offset by that lifetime value, you're losing money. Well, the CAC is the cost to acquire a customer mm -hmm. went up 10 times. Does that just mean like the price of ads? So the price of ads because there's so many more up. stores online. Everyone's right. selling online. So suddenly it's like there's so many more things you could buy online. So it's harder to get a guy to buy your thing. Right. Just, yeah. So like we, we could take like, I'll just be real specific. So like this product has, let's just call it like a $5 cost and say we sell it for $19.99, right? So there's $14 in profit in there. Well, if we're paying $10 to acquire a customer, our first order, we're only making four bucks, Yeah. right? So that went out the door and we only made $4 on this thing. Now there's a cost but to now, get it. But like now, if they come back and they buy two of these a month for the next 12 months, we've made $350 off of this customer over 12 months that we only paid $15 for. That's a yep. fucking win, yep. right? If you could tell me that you could turn $15 into 350, I'd be like, do it again, yep. right? The, when that acquisition cost went up, I did not see an end to it going up. I was like, oh, this isn't gonna just stop. And then knowing what election dollars could do, I was like, oh, fuck. So I wanted to, I started focusing on how could we get into Whole Foods and everybody was like, don't you want to try a smaller store? You know, like, and I'm like, we're going to launch global. And everybody said, nobody launches global. And that's literally a fact. Nobody launches globally. Because of the cost of shipping. The cost to do it, cost to go it. global into Whole Foods is just oh, a global in the Whole Foods, global into Whole Foods. It's just a lot a, of product. That's a massive undertaking, yeah. right? Yeah. You're talking half a million plus to $700,000 so, just in cost of goods. So what do people mainly do? They pick like an area. I'm going to do these 15 Whole Foods in South Texas. Usually, and usually like if Whole Foods is interested in you, they're going to be like, hey, we think this product based off of our category markets is going to do really well in these two regions. We're going to pick it up in these two regions. And if it hits a 2.5 unit per store sales rate oh. after first six months, we're going to drop it in they these two regions it. and we'll spread it out. Right do, now, do they you guys negotiate on the region that you got that, that's being pitched? I mean, generally, the thing was, there was no negotiation with this. They're like, we want you to go global. Oh, yeah. Whole, Whole Foods, Foods wanted you to glo go okay. global with a product that we've never even made so we were making these products in bags only yeah. there were no travel packs that existed oh wow so so we, you pitched it to them before you even were set up to to totally. mass production i say make i say make the problem and i'll find the solution right like i've always had this saying like don't give me a problem give me a solution well the thing is is like i like making problems to find the solution yeah. and ultimately the when they asked me can you do it i was like of course you know, and then they're like, I, I even pulled out some travel packs because yeah. I had like mock-ups made and I was like, I got them right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're like, holy fuck, like this guy's got his shit together. How'd you even get connected to Whole Foods? Did you, were you like going through the website and trying? Man, so uh, shout out to my boy, David Woods. Uh, David was David working. Woods. David Woods. He was working at Whole Foods. Uh, at the time he was a category buyer. He was actually the person that kind of revolutionized Whole Foods frame of thought of putting chips separate from paleo chips, like the pork rinds and like the, the grain-free chips and stuff like that. He was like, they shouldn't have their same section. Mm -hmm. Well, that was the idea with us is that functional coffees shouldn't be in their coffee section, even though they are. So like the Four Sigmatics or- Should be you know, clearly different. So the, the customer sees- Exactly, a different product. functional coffees yeah. 
coffee. It's like these yeah. coffees have functional ingredients, which obviously we know the internet wants that. Like it's everywhere, right? Like nobody buys regular coffee online. You're buying functional coffee. You're buying coffee or creamers or whatever the fuck it is. So Whole Foods wants to get into that conversation. So they pick up the biggest dogs in functional coffee and they're like, go. And it was me, strong coffee, which yeah. <laughs> like I am a big fucking dog, but I was like, you know, that's a, there, there's a different point of this conversation here where it's like, we're not talking about, we don't have hundreds of millions of dollars yet. They put us right next to Vital Proteins and all these other massive companies. Four Sigmatic in there? Or that Four Sigmatic that? was in there. Four Sigmatic, we could not catch. They just, they've, they're, they're, they were so big in Whole Foods, like meaning like how much revenue they were doing. The whole mushroom coffee thing is like, in, it exploded at some point. Like, well, no. and it's like, yeah, it's, there's a certain level of people that like, that really like shopping at Whole Foods. And Four Sigmatic, oh, yeah. I'm good friends with the founder, Taro. I think it's a great, product for certain people. I do not think that it is anything like strong coffee. Strong coffee is a million times better. All yeah, right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Come well, on. It's like, well, so we're not, there's like a bunch of like little things that I could pick on, but it just wouldn't be fair and it wouldn't make sense. But the reality of it is, is we were put in a position that it was like, Hey, do you want to go fight Mike Tyson? And I said, yeah. Yeah. Haven't trained, but yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll fucking do it. Yeah. And they're like, well, how are you going to afford camp and training? You have 12 weeks. I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly what I did. I gave away a chunk of my company to raise a half a million dollars, which I literally did at the CrossFit Games. So like David Woods made the introduction. David Woods now works for CrossFit Games. He got me involved. We're sitting at CrossFit Games and I have less than, I would say roughly 24 hours to get this PO in or I will not make the whole foods deadline. And I'm, we're selling $30,000 worth of coffee at a five day event. We have no fuck. We are not sleeping. We're getting four hours of sleep a night, getting to the CrossFit games at five in the morning, making coffee, serving till 6 PM. And I'm taking phone calls in a loud arena, running to the bathroom for quiet spaces. So like, yeah, Hey, so, I mean, we're doing a 6 million valuation, 6.5 preval, you know, it's like, you're going to get X percent of your company, you know, like blah, blah, blah. You know, I got Ray Lewis. Mm. I got the founder of riot games. I got Damn. Randall Mays, the founder of clear channel. You ever see a fucking billboard? You ever listen to iHeartRadio? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You ever buy a ticket from Ticketmaster? Yep. That was all started and created by Randall Mays. Damn. Right? So I got all these people to invest in my company to so I could close this Whole Foods deal because Whole yeah. Foods was sleeping. They weren't giving me my fucking POs. Anybody, like the minute you say, hey, we're going to send you global, be ready in 12 weeks, you would think you would have a sheet of paper with how much product you need. Yeah, what you need Never to get. Never got it. So you just guessed? So how did you? We literally guessed. And I, I was pretty close on the guess. I mean, you need a lot. Was, so for you sure. were just guessing. Uh, no, there's, uh, I counted the stores and I said, yeah. they're going to order at least one case per store with at least a half a case per store per backup. So I made X dollars. It was pretty fucking close. Yeah. But yeah. what you would normally do is you would show a bank this PO and a bank would have gave me that money at 1% back then. Wow. Right? Instead, but I gave away 8% of my company. Sheesh. Right. But yeah. like I did what I have to do. Right. It's like, I'm going to go fight Mike Tyson. Yeah. So we get on the shelf. We get, I get $763,000 in checks from whole foods, which feels fucking crazy. Mm. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. Three months later, we've just gone through pure shit. Like they're not responding on fucking emails. 
they're telling us that product is not in our distribution zones. Like, so they hold product what? all over the country at these distributor sites. Yeah. And they're like, these distributor sites are low on product. We're like, that's fucking impossible. Like, unless it's not impossible, maybe, maybe we're selling a crazy amount of product. You're just selling out in their run. Maybe oh, wow. we're selling out. Is there a way to check? The velocity meter is down. You cannot check anything no at Whole Foods. So we couldn't see anything. The velocity meter? The, like basically how a portal that would show your velocity and how, how many units selling, like, how many units you're selling per store. So we're completely wow. fucking blind. Yeah. Right? So we're flying this thing blind and we get at the same time talked about on Joe Rogan. Oh Ooh. shit. So wow. our online sales double. For sure. And we're in Whole Foods. So I'm like, we might be selling out yeah. all over the nation. This is crazy. Yeah. Less in that time frame and in that mindset, we get another set of POs for a million dollars. Damn. And I'm like, private investor. I did it. You no, no, no. I don't PO. need the money. What's PO again? Pro, a, a purchase order. Purchase order. Oh, so now we man. get a purchase order for another million dollars in oh, product. Shit. This is from Whole, from Whole Foods. From Whole Foods. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you so were I mean, selling out. You were, Velocity was. It has to be if, if they're requesting. Well, so. They order a million dollars worth of product, which is going to cost me because I'm like, well, with the velocity up, I'm going to spend a little bit more. So we have extra products. So I, I spent $760,000. The whole thing that they all pay, of my yeah. money that I just got smart, kept yeah. about 120 grand in the bank for, for payroll and to pay like, your daughters. Exactly. Pay yeah. my daughters. <laughs> Glad you're listening. Yeah. And, uh, they cancel it all eight weeks later. Bullshit. No Bullshit. So you go into production getting everything done. You paid for production and they cancel it. How is that, how is that legal? That's yeah, crazy. They that's order, a great question. You want to go beat some people up with dude, me? <laughs> Simple Man versus Whole Foods. Beam, yeah, exactly. Up. Bring it on. <laughs> so they ordered a mil. They put in a purchase order so, for a million dollars worth of product. And then they're like, nah, we're good. Return. Eight weeks later, UNFI. Which is, do you ever see these trucks that say UNFI, these big white trucks that are driving all over the country? They're the largest food distributor in the country. So that's where all of our groceries are sitting. Mm -hmm. So the UNFI drivers are literally at our dock to pick up the product from the manufacturer. In Utah or Austin? In Utah. In Utah. And they cancel every PO. Wow. And that can't be legal. Well, that's what I asked. And they said... I was given a very candid conversation, which is you don't want to make us take this. Oh, what? Wow. What do you Damn. mean? Shit. What does that mean? Like you don't want you don't want to fuck with Whole you don't want to fuck like, with we're Whole not Foods. ordering and yeah. you don't want to fuck with us. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to fuck with Whole Foods. You don't want to make us take this, says Stephanie Trescott. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be so like a, if you know Stephanie lawsuit, Trescott, tell her she sucks. Anyways, uh, Stephanie Trescott. Yeah, Stephanie yeah, Trescott. Fuck you. Yeah, all right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we said so, it here. She's watching. We don't want to fuck with Whole Foods we you're not that bad don't worry <laughs> don't worry they're owned by amazon anyways just as long as you're <laughs> cool right, with amazon right. no so it was a raw dog deal they fucked the shit out of me they left me high and dry and ultimately a couple months later after draining all of our funds we're not spending money on advertising mm-hmm. so then they try to discontinue me in Whole Foods. In Whole Foods. They tried wow. pulling you out of Whole While Foods While at the entirely. same time, we're beating Vital Proteins by four times revenue so what do you in mean store. What do you mean they're trying to? like? So they're telling like, me that they're going to discontinue me. What is the so, purpose of all of this? Like, so why? what is the purpose of this exactly? That I don't know. What I do understand about Whole Foods is they are not... 
They do not consider themselves a retail partner. They are not there to promote your product, Mm. right? They are not there to help you sell anything. They are literally there to house your product and your goal is to move people in that direction. Mm. They depend solely on you. Everything else, so have you ever seen, have you ever bought something on sale at Whole Foods, right? So say you bought carne jerky at Whole Foods and it's normally $16.99 and you sell it to them for eight and you make it for four, right? So they're gonna double their profit, you doubled your profit, it's the way the machine generally works. But say you wanna put it on sale nationwide, they're gonna charge you $10,000 to $20,000 just to put on stale stickers on all those, right? Then they're losing Say they're selling it for 16 and they're gonna sell it for $5 less. They're losing $5. So say you sell 1,000 units, you're gonna send them $5,000. Damn. You have say to you pay sell, sell 10,000 units, you're gonna send them 50,000. Yeah. So every dollar that they lost on that sale, Comes out of your they are not losing. Mm-hmm. Not only did you pay for the promotion to exist, you also paid for every sale dollar that helped increase the velocity of the product in that store. Is there a solid end game? Yes, but it takes millions to get there. So when we decided that we weren't gonna keep spending money because I'm like, yo, we're already doing 60,000 a month. Vital Proteins is nowhere near us there. Like their entire section is falling apart. So unless they just kick everybody to the curb, that's what they did kicked even vital proteins. I mean, like, so they got rid of all their nootropic. They got rid of all that except for four sigmatic because they were there for fucking ever. And they're selling coffee in bags that are like ground coffee and things. It has nothing to do with the quality of the product. It has to do with the amount of money that they spend on trade spend. Mm -hmm. So to, to stay there and to increase the velocity four sigmatic has been in whole foods for probably like six years. So they've probably spent millions of dollars there Mm. getting it to this point. So when they try to discontinue me, I say try because I literally made a billion trillion dollar company fucking eat shit. Like I put together a deck that was about 10 pages long outlining their negligence and the lack of their conversations and just the outright disrespect towards me and like with never giving me any information that I need. And I sent it to every executive's email that I could find in the company until literally all of a sudden out of 12 weeks of unanswered. Could you imagine being told you're going to be discontinued and not hear a word back for 12 weeks? Yeah. And you're sitting on $700,000 and you're sitting on set with $700,000 in debt. In debt. Yeah. I have 700,000. That is right. Because the first bit of money that came in paid off the original order. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then they sent you the second bit, 700. Right. Then they put in a purchase order for a million. So you're like, all right, well, right. So now we're like 700,000, $600,000 in in debt. Right. We, I paid out like 200,000 of that PO and then I just sat on it. Well, what what was the time frame like between them placing the order million dollar order till you have you needing the product to be completely, uh, available 10 weeks, eight weeks. weeks. Yeah. That seems pretty fast. Yeah. So it's, it's super fast. So, so we're, we're, we get this letter of discontinuation and I'm like, fuck this. I'm not letting this happen. Like, so we got the discontinuation reversed, but they're so unorganized that it took stores like six months to reverse the discontinuation. So our product was still sitting in like clearance sections and the backs of stores. And, and then like six months later, they're like, so what are you guys going to do? Are you going to keep spending trade spend? I'm like, fuck no. So they're like, cool. We're going to discontinue you in October. 
I'm like, cool. The minute I stopped worrying about them and what they were going to do, I came up with the solution of what I was going to do. How am I going to move three and a half million dollars in product when my demand currently online is only 1.3 million? I need to increase the demand of my product by a million and a half to two million dollars. And I have no Mm -hmm. money to do it. So real quick. But I did it. How'd you? you, Yeah. You want to ask a question? Yeah. Real real quick. I'm still stuck on why... Did they want to discontinue you if yeah. if your product's selling? Like, because it's all about thing? trade spend. So so what is trade spend exactly? So trade spend is marketing in store. Okay. So like I said, they want you to do a quarterly. They want you to do quarterly promotions, so they know that they're going to get an extra ten grand back from you. They know that your product is going to sell, so they're going to get trade spend dollars back to them from the sales. So it's like say we sold a thousand units of boxes, and it was five dollars off, or say it was Bogo. Okay. We'd have to give them $12 back for every unit that we gave away. Wow. Say we gave a thousand units away, mm. right? Like what really? Oh yeah. Like buy one, get one free. So when you do a buy one, get one free at a store, you are helping them, for but you are fucking them at the same time in a sense, right? Because you're only whole foods is going to keep doing what they're going to keep doing because it works, mm-hmm. but ultimately it doesn't work. It doesn't work for the small owner, right? Like behind me, there's a million people that have never been, that have never had a big enough voice, you know, or a set of balls, whatever the fuck it is, a a platform of people that Mm. believe in what they're doing to let them actually talk about this. Mm. But I mean, let's put it this way. Like grocery, grocery, the grocery market association and grocery stores have been gangsters since day one. Mm. I mean, like there was a situation where the state of Vermont wanted Starbucks to show what products had GMOs in it. And the state of Vermont was like, you guys have to do this. And the state of and Starbucks was like, no, we don't. They're like, yes, you do. We're going to sue you if you don't do this. Starbucks ran to the grocery market association and was like, this state's going to sue us if we don't do this. So the grocery market association with their billions and billions of dollars was like, we will fucking sue the shit out of you, Vermont, if you try to make Starbucks show what has GMOs in it. Wow. They, beat, like, they beat a state. They, they so, beat a state. Oh, sheesh. That's how strong they are. Vermont, you going to take that shit? <laughs> I mean, Damn. pretty much. When your company like a guy had- who pulls guard. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, legs splayed wide open. Dude, when you- <laughs> I never do that. I never pull guard. <laughs> so so um, you have your, your purchase order denied. You, you're sitting on this on this. Seven hundred thousand dollars worth of, uh, uh, or three point five million dollars. Yeah, I mean it's, it's, it's street value. Street value. It's like two and a half million, okay. three million dollars. Okay, somewhere right now, there. how do you increase demand? How do you start getting those sales? How do you pump them up? Yeah, so uh, you know, a couple things. We, if you've seen, you know, any of the the road trips that we go on, Caleb and I, we live out of my van, and that's like converted into a sleeper, and it's just like a. It's easy to get away with like sleeping in parking lots and stuff because it just looks like a company van. Mm-hmm. And we've been on many road trips that we just hit up these points and we get on podcasts and we like this Saturday, we're actually going to be at USC at the Coliseum, like serving coffee to the football players and the coaches like wow. just doing, nice. you know, we're going to be at the shoe surgeon on Thursday night, serving up so coffee. Grinding is how you do Grinding, dude. Yeah. Like being away from Damn. my kids for weeks at a time, Fuck. sleeping in oh, like, like I had elevation. I was three weeks ago. We were in the mountains for two and a half weeks. We were at 
13,000 feet and I had elevation sickness serving coffee oh, at five in the morning. That's a brutal, right? you went, like you drove up too fast. Oh, I drove or? up too fast and then like, you know, no, there wasn't no amount of weed or coffee I could smoke, drink you gotta wait it to out. like get yeah. rid of that elevation sickness. I was literally yeah. wobbling to the bathroom. Where yeah. were you? I was in Buena Vista, small little town. There was like a 14er fest. California? No, uh, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, so we were like, we did like a couple of festivals that were like outdoor related. We went to Colorado, Colorado State University and served coffee to the football teams there, like sat in Sick. on their team meetings, you know, did all this. And like, really, the thing is, is strong coffee is, it's not about being strong. It's not about being like a meathead. I mean, sure, like that is like a great thing, like to be strong, like physically, but like ultimately, the story of strong coffee is one of resilience. Right, and that's why strong stands for striving to reach our natural greatness. Oh, it's wow. an acronym. It's no an acronym. Idea. That's why it's all capitals, right? Oh, so it's I like I thought it was just yelling. Strong. Yeah, yeah. no, it's well, that's what a lot of people think, and it's like, and that's fine because it does create attention. But like Shit, the interests and the desires camera. in the person who's seeking to, okay, to be great, right? Like, and ultimately, like this is my greatness. Like I yeah. am here doing what I truly am great at. Like I thought I was a great trainer. I mean, I didn't just think I was a great trainer. Joakim Noah, YG, Ray Lewis, like all these people thought I was a great trainer. Mm -hmm. I think I'm a million times better at this. Creating a product, grinding through what seems to be like the darkest of the dark, right? Like when you ask, like, how did I overcome it? I, I had to fire friends. I had to cut costs. I had to, mm -hmm. I had to say no to things that I always have said yes to, right? getting coffee to this event, showing up here, doing this cool collab, like whatever it was, I had to put all that shit aside and just be like, we need to move product. And when that was happening, it still seemed completely fucking dismal. It was like, no matter what we do, like we've increased our sales by 70,000 a month and it still feels like this is not going to happen. And when I got far enough away from the situation, I got to finally see it for what it was. And I was literally sitting on the beach in California. And this was, what month was that? Uh, March. March. Yeah. So March or April. And I'm sitting at the beach. We just got done serving coffee at CrossFit Invictus. And I see like hundreds of people that are just like, I love your fucking product. Like I drink it all the time or, you know, just like the, or I've never had it before. Like can I buy a bag now? And they're buying two bags, you know, whatever it is. And I go, we drive to a beach get super stoned and I fall asleep on the beach for like three hours. Like no pillow, no, no, no towel, no blanket. We just like took a walk and I like told Caleb, I'm like, I just want to sit here. And I just like laid down. I was exhausted. I, I felt like this may literally be one of the last trips we ever do at strong coffee. Like I was looking at creative director jobs and every, ever, never giving up, but like understanding like, yo, you have kids. Like you got to make sure that you have something figured out. Mm -hmm. And that's when I figured it out. And I realized that I was running numbers in my head when I woke up of how many boxes of these we had and of the latte ones. And I had this idea that what if we literally just opened every one of these boxes at like 10,000 to 12,000 boxes at a time and just paid people to literally cut these open and pour them into a giant drum and sit there and remix them into bags because our bag velocity was 10 times greater than our box velocity. Oh. So I call up my manufacturer and I'm like, hey, is this a legal idea? He's like, 
it's your own totally, product. He's what? like, totally yeah. legal. He's like, we have to retest it and everything. So we're going to have to send it to a third party to get it retested after we remix it all. So if it gets, you know, somehow contaminated in the process, you could possibly lose the product. And I'm like, well, I'm willing to take that gamble. Like how much would this cost me extra per bag to cut thousands of these and put them into thousands of those? And he's like this number per bag. And I was like, can you do it this number per bag? And he was like, yep. So I raised the price of our bags by $2 to cover those costs. And all of a sudden we were just pu pumping through this fucking product. Wow. And now, so people, and, and I even yeah. started remixing the product into new flavors. So if you see hazelnut, that is literally me taking daybreaker, bringing it back into the lab and figuring out what flavors I could put in it and what level of sweeteners to transform this into hazelnut or coming up next peppermint mocha, right? It's like, or red velvet, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. cookies and cream. So it's like, we're coming out with all these flavors because that's me literally taking a problem and turning it into a solution. And that solution in itself has created bigger sales because people wanted new flavors. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know that, right? Because I've been stuck in this mess for 18 months, not being able to be creative because I have to be logical. And the minute that like logic met creativity, it was just like light bulb. And, and I mean, we sold as many hazelnuts as we do morning fixes in our first month of Holy selling shit. hazelnut. Wow. And that's our number, morning fixes our number one selling skew. Wow. And, you just and it was just like, boom. Ceiling. It was like, yeah. whoa, we're gonna go through this hazelnut fast. So uh, what's your most popular style of packaging right now? So if you look at, one could say that it's the travel packs because that's what you're seeing a lot on the internet because that's what we're giving away to influencers and people to help talk about the product because the product in my mind is free because if I don't get rid of it, yeah. I'm fucked with it, yeah. right? So, but metrics would actually tell me otherwise. There's a great the tool. Yeah, so right. the facts, right? Like real facts, not intuition. And I ran Strong Coffee with intuition up until six months ago. I never had a CFO. I never saw financials. Six, six months ago was the first time I ever saw him. And in that six months now, I've literally made the company break even because I was like, oh, this is a game. I'm like, I ran this like an artist because like that's really that spirit what I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And oh, so when, it, when I got this thing called Triple Whale and Triple Whale is this great tool for people who are running like an online company, whether you're selling an online course or beef jerky or whatever it is, this will basically give you the clearest metrics of where revenue is coming from and what's called cohorts, right? So cohorts are a group of people that come in on a month. So in January, or like, let's be more recent, in October this month, we had like 1,500 or 2,000, right? Like repeat customers, but then we got 350 new cohorts Right, well, it's like this Co cohorts is new customer, new customers, okay. right? And they're then segmented in October forever. So it's like, oh, that group came in October, that group came in mm. November, mm. that group came mm. in December. So you can look back at a month and be like, how the fuck did we get so many sales that month? It's what like, did Damn, we do that month? And then like, what did, that, what did, you, what did yeah. we do that month that brought in all those new cohorts? And it was like, that was the month I was on Skinny Confidential. It's like, oh, that was the month that we were mentioned on Joe Rogan, right? Well, with those cohorts, you remember when you we were talking about like lifetime value? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what we found are. is that people that buy the bag first will buy more bags 
repetitively than somebody who buys a box. So if somebody buys a box, they'll buy a box every once in a while. It's a traveler. They're not buying it as often. They're literally using it. It's not it. for their home. It's for like an occasion. They're like literally they using it yeah. for travel, mm. right? That is where their mind's at. The bag, it's like it's the bag and the box are like line for line for lifetime value. All of a sudden, three months in, the bag just takes off like a mm. rocket and the box kind of falls off because it's like, well, I got 20 of these sitting at my house now. Yeah. You know, like I don't need more boxes for a while. Yeah. yeah. So the bags sell. And I mean, ultimately, our product is a great on-the-go product. But where do you make coffee every morning? It's in your kitchen, at, in your home. home, yeah. Right? And we don't want to create more waste than we have to. Like, Whole Foods wanted us to do this. Like, Whole I was Foods against the, the idea of extra waste, right? Like, I didn't like the idea. I wanted them to carry the bags. But they thought that the bags wouldn't sell as well. Yet, they were selling Laird in a bag, and that was doing $4 million a year. And we got Laird kicked off the shelf. I mean, they literally got rid of Laird's product for our product mm. in 505 stores. And then like a year later, they're like, we made a mistake, <laughs> you know, but like at the same time they didn't because it's like that section is just failing for them because the internet's winning. The internet gives you all the information. What's a fucking nootropic? What's a neurofat? You know, like yeah. I can't get all that on a box, but if you see that on some sidebars, you guys talking about it, you're like sold. It's got all these great things in it. So, so let's, let's go back a little bit. How did, so the, the business partners, uh, three three man company. You, Caleb, your wife. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only partner. I, I started the company by myself. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, so, I, go ahead. So yeah, can you give us how does someone enter this field or like what what sparked it? How did you bring on Caleb? How did you bring on your wife? Like how did this how did Strong Coffee Company actually begin? Like what what sparked this and what what was the obviously we know the Whole Foods part, but like even before that, like what happened? Yeah, man. I think there were two. Um, I think there was two in, there was two separate times that created this moment. So I had been drinking this product, a version of it, one that you had to brew, take a bunch of ingredients, blend it, right? Make a mess. You know, that was something I was doing, I mean, on and off since I was like 13. I mean, I started drinking coffee when I was 13 years old. I was on Adderall and I didn't want to take Adderall because I read that it stunted your growth. And I mean, the equivalent of amphetamines and Adderall is like 900 milligrams worth of caffeine. I mean, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I drank a cup of coffee one day on my paper out and I felt kind of dialed in and I was reading about L-theanine at a young age. I was like into bodybuilding at like 13 years old. I, there's, you know, a whole backstory to that. But the, the idea for me was like, well, I'm like, if I put that in my coffee, I'm like, it's kind of like what they're saying. And I started doing that at around 13 years old. My mom got me L-theanine at a Walgreens, the Sun, Sun Life capsules, you know? Mm -hmm. And the progression of it came, man, I like 15, 16 years later, I was like 30 years old. I'm sitting at a squat rack with my friend, Alan. I own a gym called Drench Fitness. And every morning I made coffee and if I had a morning client, I'd bring them a cup of coffee or if my friends would come out and come over and work out at the gym, I lived upstairs and we'd go make a cup of this coffee. And my friend was like, dude, you got to do something with this. And I was Combine like, buying the ingredients that you're making. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, that sounds cool. You know, I'm like, I, I, I do want to do something like that. I'm like, maybe we could call it strong coffee. And I, I was just like you know, just off, off the cuff, like literally, like it just was the first name that I said. And we hopped on GoDaddy and it was available. 
and Instagram and Twitter and it was all available and I grabbed it all. And in 2013, I actually created the first non-dairy protein coffee creamer that existed out there, period. So I happened to live in a town that was not too far from Great Lakes Collagen, which is where a small company at the time was just starting called Vital Proteins. Oh, wow. And Vital Proteins started that same year. So Hmm. I then also sourced from a product from a company in Wisconsin called Con Oils that turned oils into powders. And they had MCT powder, which was brand new to the market. People had never even heard of it. And I took collagen and MCT and L-theanine and I put it in a drink called Strong, and I called it Strong Body. And then we had our own blend and it was called the Barbell Blend. And we had fresh roasted coffee and our tagline was roasted weekly, never weak. Hmm. And the, the first month that we went, had sales, we were hand packing all of our products. We were making this in like a food grade lab and we sold out. And I'm like, fuck. Keep doing this but I have no time. I'm running a gym, I'm teaching X amount of classes, my daughter's about to be born in a couple of months. Oh, my daughter's born, and three months later, my dad dies. Wow. The reason that I ever even thought about putting it in a bag was because when I tried getting my dad to do what I did every morning, he was like, I'm not gonna do any of that. Like, oh dad, you just gotta put this, 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 and this, and this in your coffee and then blend it. He's like, yeah, I'm not gonna do any of that. It's like, it's too much work. Right, and, he's, yeah. and he's, you know, he's going through leukemia right now, right? And he's like, he has no appetite. I'm just Fuck, trying to get man. nutrition in him. And he's, you know, just feeling like lethargic all the time. So I'm like, so I went home and I took all those ingredients and I weighed them out and I dumped them into a Ziploc bag and measured it out at a protein CC scooper. And I was like, do one and a half of these scoops into your coffee. He's like, okay, I'll do that. And he was like, this is pretty good. And other people were like, this is fucking amazing. And when he died, you know, it was, it was crazy, right? Like all of a sudden I, I lost my dad. I've already lost my brother, you know, 12 years earlier, you know, to a drug overdose. Like I, I had, you know, missed so much time with my dad traveling and fighting and chasing this dream that, when he died, it reminded me like of the dream, like, and how important it is to truly live your own life. Cause of all the things that I know my dad didn't get, did, didn't get to do. Mm. And it, that's when like, I just, at that time I just kept on saying yes to things. Right. And then I, I got casted by Versace. I got casted by a TV show. And all of a sudden I was going to be on this TV show as like the number one trainer and like the fucking world, you know, and all these things started happening and I had to let strong coffee go. And in 2018, after the show, TV show failed, you know, got put on hiatus. We had a strong, I mean, the TV show was called Strong. And it was, you know, we had a good viewing, but it was like not, it just wasn't the right time for TV. And uh, I always say like things didn't happen to me. They happened for me. Because if I would have been on TV, I would have missed this amazing opportunity yeah. to truly do something that I can control and that I have the ability to build not only for myself, but for my wife, for my kids. Cause like if I die tomorrow, my wife could take this shit over in a fucking heartbeat. Right. And she could keep running this thing. Right. Caleb would be right alongside her. And so would the rest of my team. If that happened on a TV show, it's like, you're just fucking done. If it happens with your clients, you're just fucking done. And all the clients that I trained, they were incredible people, but ultimately I was just helping six people. When you own a gym and you help hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, when you're on a TV show and you help millions and you know that you're actively helping people, how do you go back to just helping six millionaires, right? And it's like, as great as my life was, I didn't feel like it was meaningful, 
And this strong gives me true meaning because it gives me opportunities to have conversations like this where I can educate somebody now on product. And like, I do that on the side. Like I've learned this to such a level of like mastery that people are paying me to launch their brands and come up with products and product development. You know, it's, 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 it's wild. Like I just launched five new products and brands in the last seven months. Damn. And that have nothing to do with me other than the fact that I did the branding and the product development. And it's all, and it's like, now I get to help people do that, that are the, go help a shitload of people. Like this was what I was meant for. And how did you bring uh, Caleb on board? How how did you guys know before? So Caleb, Caleb was a persistent, persistent dude. Uh, So it was my 40th birthday and it was right before my 40th birthday that Caleb hit me up. He heard me on a podcast and he hit me up and this is when I was dealing with everything, everything from Whole Foods. I was dealing with some shitty employees that I was like letting go. You know, I was dealing with just like all sorts of things. And I'm like, I told my, I told my email guy, Pat, my who I call my business son, uh, Pat Peterson. And, you know, he's like another guy. Like I took him from being a, you know, an Air Force mechanic to him, like being, wanting to like create content to like me showing him how to use Canva and email marketing tools. And now he literally makes $20,000 plus a month doing email marketing for people. And it's like, it's, it was so cool to like pass that over. So Pat being like this person that I was pouring all this energy into at the time that received that from me before shit got crazy, who like I took under my wing, took Caleb and was like, just show up, you know, and just kind of and then my right. wife thought we were better friends than we were because <laughs> she saw that we hung out before and she invited him to my 40th surprise birthday party. No way. <laughs> and it's like 12 of my best friends and Caleb. And, Caleb. <laughs> and, and yeah. you know, I, I told Caleb, even after that, I don't have time for you. And if you want to try to make something of this, make something of this. I can't show you how to do this. <laughs> I can't show you how to assist me because I am too busy caught up doing the things. And then like a couple months later, he was like showing all this value. And I was like, well, how about we pay you this much money a month? It was 600 bucks. It was like nothing. And he started doing more. And I was like, well, if he's willing to do that much for 600, how much would he do for 2,800? I'm like, quit your job that you're making, you know, X dollars at. And I'll give you this amount of money. You're just getting off in Austin. I know it's not a lot of money. You're probably gonna still have to fucking hustle on the side, but this is what I can afford and you wanna join the team? Like, do that. And that was a year ago. And he I mean, was like, fuck yeah. I'll oh, call man, him up yeah. on a Sunday. I'll be like, what are you doing, bro? He's like, oh, I'm at, a, I'm at a soccer club serving coffee. You know, I didn't ask him to do that, mm-hmm. right? And my wife's the same way, right? Like it's customer service morning and night. You know, it's like asking me, like, did I see this email? Did you see this on Instagram? You guys, um, you, would you say you sell most of your um, online product from from emails, from social media? Like, like, yeah, I mean, our rebuy rate is pretty high. So, what I would say, to the, meaning, like, the person that bought last month, there's like a there's a very high chance that they're coming back next month, the the following month. That being said, um, a staggering number. We do two and a half million in revenue this year, and we spend less than ten thousand a month in marketing. Wow! 
So we spent profit margin. We spent $120,000 this year on marketing. And where do you, where's most of your That's, marketing at? Is it on one? It's, it's on, Instagram. on Instagram. So it's, it's, yeah, we use Meta as 90% of it. So Facebook and Instagram, we, we're pretty strong on Google. So if you Google really niche, niche things like BDNF, we're the number one article that will pop up. I mean, we're beating like biohacker.com and is marketing your and, biggest expense. Right now, uh, payroll, payroll, salary. payroll. Oh, pay- yeah, okay. salaries yeah. for sure. Like, I'm not gonna pay my, you know, I'm not gonna. I have to pay myself a certain amount, and I literally pay myself a certain amount that covers my family's bills and yeah. gives me X dollars to put away per month, and that is not an exorbitant amount of money by any means, right? That is, I am always cutting it as close as possible. Yeah. If we have a bigger month, I'll literally just send Caleb an extra four hundred, five hundred bucks. Like, if we have a bigger month, then I'm like, well. Yeah. We're still going to break even and I could still spend an extra 3,200 bucks. And since I only pay this guy $3,000, I'll send you an extra $700 this month. You know, it's like, I don't need to make money, right? But I don't want to lose money. For sure. Because we're growing. I mean, companies like Super Coffee lose a million dollars a month growing, right? That's why they have to raise 120 million because they just burn through money. But that's because their product isn't great. That's because they have no community. It's because they try to buy everything, Mm. right? Like... Built, not bought. There's a fucking difference. For strong coffee, <laughs> is someone more likely to purchase your product, seeing an Instagram ad, and then going to your website from Instagram, or seeing an email and going and purchasing? Yeah, product? we do like th- about of our hundred of our like hundred and you know ten hundred and twenty thousand on Shopify, which would be directly affected by email because Amazon isn't affected by email. Mm-hmm. We're going to um, we're going to make like about. Anywhere from like twenty to thirty-three thousand of that from emails. Oh wow! So still a pretty big factor. Yeah, Just email marketing is really important. How you even acquire somebody's email? So the way that we've acquired—that's a great question. Um, the way that we've generally acquired a customer's email is through a uh, cost per click, so like a like a like a click like through, mm-hmm. where it's like they're not buying something, so it's not an acquisition cost, yeah. but we are getting them to maybe click on a link, and then we're getting their metadata, and we can follow them mm-hmm. then. That's going to be a way that we'll be able to put in front of them an offer that they can't deny. Our when our homepage says that you get a free gift with your first purchase, which yeah. is totally fucking true. So you're giving us your email there. Um, we've done a lot of giveaways over time that we've done link in bio where everybody else does it for the metric of vanity to increase their social media. We've done it to collect emails. So it's like go to the link in bio to sign up for this giveaway, mm-hmm. and it's you like you have up, to give us email, and you yeah. have to give us their email, yeah. right? And it's like we've made thousands of emails that way. One of the most underutilized things in today's space is IRL, right? In real, in real life, real life yeah. being right fucking there. Like, is this your brand? Yeah. Okay, so go take your shirt off on the corner of Austin and hand out beef jerky with three meatheads, yeah. and. <laughs> And tell them that they can touch you and grab your fucking jerky for their email. Set up a stand. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You will get a thousand emails in a day. Through a thousand emails with a thirty percent open rate and a you know probably a let's let's say you're gonna bundle like three bags at a time and sell like thirty two dollars for three bags, mm-hmm. right? If you could get them to buy sixty dollars worth. Like score the thirty dollars without a CAC, meaning the free email that you got. Yeah. Pff, fucking money all day. Like you'll be printing bank, yeah. right? And that's 
And I mean, if you were just making an extra 10,000 a month off this, I bet that'd be crazy, right? Like if I just made an extra 10 grand a month, 20 grand a month, where it's like, that's super achievable by just getting those emails. And then Amazon, Amazon has millions of people. How many people are actually on the platform? I mean, like you sell your product on Amazon. Oh yeah. Right. We did it at first. And this is the reason why Amazon up until July was willing and will copy your product and steal your market base. So while they're buying strong coffee back in like August, they would have been like, try Amazon instant coffee plus adaptogens. They make their own like knockoff. Right, they would like, if we got big enough, they would make their own competitor and then try to swoon them over. I thought you were gonna eventually get to Whole Foods trying to do that, but I didn't know if that was like the- What do you mean? Trying to knock them off? Yeah, that's what I thought maybe like when Whole Foods canceled. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if that's. No, no, no. So, you know, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's still unfolding. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, So anyway, back to. Yeah, I mean, so Amazon, Amazon, there's tens and, you know, let's just say hundreds of millions for the fact of the future and there will be of people on Amazon. Well, if you can start collecting reviews and sales on there, right? You could do that probably for a lower cost than acquiring people on Facebook and Instagram once you burn through your initial followers. So well, Facebook and Instagram ads, they'll all go towards your website, not Amazon. Your website, which is obviously... So how does somebody find your product on... on like, are they just typing in strong coffee? So on, and, on Amazon? Yeah. So the way that they're finding our product, we have these <coughs> really talented Amazon marketers and they're checking daily trends of what people are seeking and they literally change our tags every day. Mm. So like they're if they literally type in like nootropics, they change nootropics, the boom, that, or yeah. like BDNF. say they're typing in, like we have like key competitors that we have in that perform super high. Mm. So say you wanted to launch that and you wanted to go after boss jerky, you know, like just fucking making up a fake name. Jack links. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Jack links. Yeah. Right. You could put Jack links as Slim a target Jones. audience. Now you're not going to beat Jack links, but, but if somebody types could, in Jack's link, Jack's links, this will probably come up maybe three pages down or yeah. something like that. But say there's somebody that's doing half the volume of Jack links and in between that volume and your volume, it's like perceivable. Like you could actually get there, mm-hmm. but the volume between that person and Jack links is like, fucking stupid right yeah. mm-hmm. but that person's still gonna end up on the first page right next to jack links because they're the closest ones to it oh, so you don't target the biggest dog you target the one that you know you can beat yeah work your way up work your way up mm-hmm. like in weight class where it's like yo there are these companies that were way outperforming us on amazon but now six months later we're fucking outperforming them yeah and then you get your reviews up to a certain level and then you could take amazon reviews mean everything to retail. So say you do want to go to retail and you're finally in a position that that makes sense, right? Which I don't suggest for a long time unless it's very niche retail, like a local store that has one or two stores. Don't get into a 505 store situation, right? Well, when you do want to get into that big store situation, you could be like, hey, we got a thousand four point two five stars on Amazon and they're all verified. And you're like, oh shit. Like, okay. And that's how people get into stores today is the Amazon flex, yeah, right? That is, that is like the biggest one. So you have yeah. to get on Amazon if your goal is to grow this. When you were getting into um, Whole Foods, did you have to create like a, 
a PowerPoint or, or some way to pitch the product? Or yeah, they- I mean, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you create a deck. So uh, you create a deck showing, say, you know, unique, you know, unique proposition points, values. So it's like, hey, what's different between you and Four Sigmatic? And it's like, well, one, our brand, right? What does Four Sigmatic even mean anyways? You know, like how are you, you know, that was part of my pitch, right? Two, our coloring. I'm like, why is it that every functional coffee product comes in a brown or orange package? Mm-hmm. Bulletproof, Dave, you know, Four Sigmatic, they all come in the layered. They're all in the same fucking color pack. I have no idea why. Oh, okay. Because they all have the same lackey designers that fucking make this shit and charge them $50,000 because they all lack originality. Yeah. Like that's the fucking difference between me and every CEO in the coffee world is the originality of my thinking. I am very different, you know, like I know he's not a popular figure these days anymore, but like I have always looked at Kanye and the way, way he thought, or like the way some of these people thought, you know, that it's like, yo, like he might be crazy, but it's unique. It's unique. And the guy has done incredible things that you can never take away from. And that's not to say that, you know, whatever he said was right but it's like the things that he's done in the past were fucking amazing and crazy of course right so it's like i think that a lot of people get caught up in those conversations um you know where i have looked at strong coffee very differently so creating that unique value proposition in a deck showing them how you're going to change your sales like hey i have this kind of social following i'm going to get on these podcasts i'm going to do this that was all in the deck you know, like this is what like um, standalones could look like, you know, so we had like mock-ups of these cool like boxes that like we would have strong coffee all stacked in, you know, there was like all these different things, mock-ups of the packaging and how they would look in their store. So I literally went in the store and took photos of the, their shelves and then like removed some product and took photos of the shelves and then mocked up these Where units be, like yeah. on the shelf. And yeah, I mean, like there's a yeah. lot of things that went into it and ultimately it was a year and two months the process a year and two months it was like training for a year and two months and never actually getting a roll how do you make (laughs) how do you make sure that your product is actually uh like uh on display and not just like sitting in the back that's a great question so you don't know unless you visit 505 stores that's you. Yeah. You have to physically go there. You literally have to physically go there. Don't they yeah. owe you a guarantee of Fuck a shelf no, space? They don't owe you shit. And that's what they literally wow. will tell you. There that's isn't a contract where you're dude. like, I should be eye level shelf or something like that. Like dude, there's nothing. Absolutely. Nada. So dick. they just decide what product goes where and that's the nothing. So you do they, about it. They, you, there's a planogram that will determine where it's going, but ultimately that doesn't mean that it's getting there. So our product launched right after COVID, but it was still technically COVID, right? There were still all these restrictions all over the place. So you would go to a Whole Foods and they'd be like six months behind. Like they would have no strong coffee product. They wouldn't even have a place on the shelf. They literally would still have layered there, even though it was supposed to be discontinued. Like three, six months prior. Are they like stocked with product they're trying to get rid of or something? Now? I mean, but well, Oh, back, then? Yeah. Uh, but. No, it didn't even have clearance stickers. Let's just put it this way. They just didn't have anybody. I would literally show up to stores and they'd be like, there hasn't been anybody, anybody in this position in six months. Oh, wow. I'm like, wait, what? Jesus. So yeah. what you do, because you're not going to fly to 505 stores, right? Mm-hmm. So what, it, what would 505 flights cost at $500 a piece? $25,000? 
plus hotel stays. So you're gonna spend fifty thousand, sixty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars to like go visit all these stores. Plus, I mean, say you're visiting a store a day, maybe three stores a day. You're still gonna take you a six months to do this, five months to do this. I mean, that seems feasible, right? Because you can't like be gone every day for the rest of your fucking five months. Long fucking time. Yeah. So what you do is you hire a company. They're called Dirty Hands. And Dirty Hands, you're going to pay them $25,000 a month to make sure that your product is on the shelves. Wow. I didn't know this existed. This is a whole other... So they're going to go into roughly 420 of the 505 stores and make sure that your product is on the shelf. The thing is, even though I paid these motherfuckers that money and they told me that shit was on shelves, I went to Colorado myself and I visited 13 stores and there was 12 of them that had no product on the shelves. So what do you do when that happens? Yeah. Like, well, like, one, like, I stopped paying dirty hands. And then when they told me that I owed him $75,000 of back pay, I told him to get fucked. Then they told me they were going to sue me. And I said, do it. Try. And then they t- realized that I was not going to pay. And they just backed off and decided not to come after the money. Sick. Because it wasn't worth their time. Because I told them, even an email, even if you come after me, the likelihood that I will still be in business to pay you this $75,000 is highly unlikely, considering <laughs> Whole Foods just did this to me. Yeah. So get mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah. Right? Like, that's what I did. And I was like, if you guys really want to push the point. How well, about, they didn't even do your job. They told you the product. How about in? all the proof yeah. I have that you guys actually didn't do your job? Maybe you should owe me money back. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because we paid them over two hundred thousand yeah, dollars over the course of the time that they were employed by us. So, so uh, you, you, oh well, oh, yeah. dude. So there's the, the the scheme keeps running, bro. So check this out when you when you get your Whole Food POs right, you're expecting a certain amount of money for a certain amount of product. For sure. But do you actually know how much money you're supposed to be really getting for that many units? Like when you really look at it, like if you just got seven hundred thousand dollars, you'd be like, "Yep, that seems about right." For sure. Yeah. For right. Sure. I mean, that's check. how anybody yeah. would be. Yeah. Right. You have to pay a person at UNFI $5,000 a month to do count analysis to make sure you're actually being paid the money you're supposed to be paying because there is a high error rate. Wow. So they could literally be ordering, say, like 6,000 units and receive 6,000 units, but and send us only money that. for 5,500 of them. Oh, fuck. Right? Yeah. And they could do that 20 times and we would never notice. Because you don't check, you don't pay this guy. Unless you pay, because we don't pay that guy, and we don't have a CFO. Wow! And there's so many chalk it up to error. They just chalk it up to error. That's got to be illegal. Like just crazy. How they're like, yeah. So like, you can pay that guy, and he he like makes sure that you're actually getting paid the right amount of money from Whole Foods, and because like they also could just be sending out like seven thousand boxes to Whole Foods. And only paying us for six, yeah. right? Where it's like, it's not even about what we sent to them. It's about what they sent out mm. where it's like, now they're robbing our inventory and they don't sure. mean to, sure. but yeah. it's called count. It's, I mean, fucking human error. Well, there has to be like a, some margin One, of error. One, two, yeah. skip yeah, yeah. a few, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. three, yeah, four, yeah, skip some sure. more, yeah. right? It's like, that seems about right. Fill the pallet. Damn. So, uh, like the advice that you gave to Nikki Rod, don't go into 500 stores right away. Start off with Amazon. Start off with online sales. What is the downside? Like, say some, say, whatever, whatever company actually does want 
his product in 500 stores what is the downside for him like why would you be like don't do that just do do amazon first and then well, you'll pitch i mean it to, like, what well, is it? it's it's the the risk right like yeah yeah like yeah. you can have a company order a million dollars worth of product you pr- you pay 700 800 to produce everything and then they're like ah, i want my money back you're fucked you just pay it uh, to produce a product now you owe owe them money do they only they, you, they only pay you on upon delivery. There's yeah, no like. Yeah. So the way that so the way it works, <clears throat> the way that Whole Foods, I believe, can get away with this because it's technically a purchase order is a legally binding contract. Mm. Yes. I think the thing is is that the contract is not through Whole Foods; it's through Unify. So Unify doesn't actually buy your product. I mean, Whole Foods doesn't actually buy your product from you. So when you get into Whole Foods, what they do is they call up UNFI and they say, hey, UNFI, we want you to stock this product in your distribution center and we want to buy this much to start with. And they're like, cool. So then UNFI sends us the POs and then sends us the money when the product is filled. Only when it's filled though. Only when it's filled. So what they want to know, what, what basically happens is Whole Foods insulates themselves with UNFI. Because you are not going to sue UNFI. Because if you sue Dude. UNFI, you lose 33% of distribution capacity in America. Mm-hmm. Right? You are not going to sue the hand that fucking sends your product out. Because we have like 250 other stores, independent stores that are being distributed from UNFI. Like we were at no. this like top no. grocery store in, in Moab, Utah. And I was like, oh, our, our product should be here. This is a badass store. We walk over to the coffee section and our product's there. Mm. That's like, I didn't know that. Yeah, we're in like 250 stores. I don't even know where the fuck we're at because mm-hmm. we don't get that list from Unify unless you want to pay for it. Mm. Oh, you want to know what stores we're in? Yeah. Here, that'll cost yeah. you $5,000. Oh, <laughs> like, wait, well, how am I supposed to help these stores be successful? So well, Whole Foods you know, puts the order into UNFI. Yep. UNFI puts the order into you. Yep, but exactly. The whole, the whole Foods, so who canceled the order? UNFI or Whole Foods? Whole Foods did. Through to a cl- UNFI? Through, right. So all of a sudden... I mean, it was wild, dude. It was like um, it was like getting sucker punched. We're in this group message with all these people, and then this person out of fucking nowhere, like a name that wasn't on any of the other emails. She must have been BCC, not blind, blind copied on everything. Mm-hmm. Jumps in and goes, "Why are we getting all this product? We don't need any of it. Why did this bitch take nine weeks to come up with that hypothesis?" Wow! Wow! wow. Right? So it was literally while they were picking it up. I mean, even five weeks in, I could have canceled it all. Like five weeks in, I would have just been stuck with like $50,000 in packaging. It would have been nothing, mm-hmm. right? But they literally let me make it all, yeah. right? They don't care if they put a company out of, out of business, right? Because if- It's no loss to them. No, they're, they're going to sell that product. Like Whole Foods is selling out of all the strong coffee that's there. Like that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to sell out of it. And then there's going to get another company to fill the void. And it, it is what it is. It's the cycle that goes round and round. But ultimately- you know, it's, 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 you know, this is the point where people either, a lot of people give up. I've had three friends that have asked me to buy their companies from them in the last two years that were in the same situation. Mm-hmm. $130,000, $200,000 in debt, got fucked over by a grocery store, you know, a large grocery store. In, in a similar way where they, they paid for production. In a similar way, yeah. yeah. Not, not totally in a similar way. Some people went like crazy with trade spend and just kept on marketing their product and it just never took off. Yeah. You know, and that's like a thing that people do. Like they really believe in it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, most products suck. Yeah. I mean, do you, the average rebuy rate of a consumable product online is like 26%. Wow. 
So like the likelihood of somebody rebuying your product is 26%. Ours is 48.9. Wow. Impressive. Right? So it's like when I look at our rebuy numbers like month over month, like our revisiting customers is over 70% of our customers every month. Wow. Right? So it's like we've just, why are we like not a $25 million a year company? Because we've never spent a million dollars in a year marketing product. We've never spent five million. You know, we've spent a hundred and twenty thousand yeah. dollars, and we just keep growing year over year by spending the same amount of money, but by keeping customers because we have good product. Yeah. And if you have good product, you can win online and you can win in stores. But if you go in too big, too hard, too fast with not a lot of money, you're gonna come out fucking just dog tired and ready to quit mm. in seconds. So you still see value in, in doing the, the in-person stuff, right? Going, going to totally. events. Yeah. Totally. 100%. I believe if I wrote a book for entrepreneurs, it'd be like, don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Right? Yeah. Like get the fuck out there. Like you need a, you need a carnage jerky van yeah. and with a big luchador on the side mm. and Big speakers spend fifteen thousand dollars on this fucking thing. Yeah. Pull up to a place, blast some music, put a table out there, and have beef jerky in giant bowls, and you know, no shirts on. You know, with you know signs that say like first bites free." Yeah. You know, like <laughs> like cool. that in itself will raise. Like Caleb and I, we started wearing um, we started wearing matching bibs. These like like Carhartt brown bibs, right? This started becoming like our shtick. We were in Colorado and I was like, I really want to buy some bibs. He's like, me too. And he's like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we both wore bibs because of like this one thing that's going on in NCAA football about like hard work and this and that. And like right. with Deion Sanders in Colorado State and they were going back and forth and we were visiting Colorado State. So we stopped in a REI. We got some matching, got some matching uh, overalls. Well, we've just been wearing them around cities. Like we were just walking around the city in Moab and people are like pointing at us. Like everybody's looking at us. Where it's like, then we show up on like Congress Street wearing matching outfits, serving coffee right on Congress Street. Yeah. Like just parked right in front of Aviator Nation. Nobody fucking told us to leave. It's free oh, commerce. Yeah. Like just do it until the cops tell you to stop. Yeah. Right? And that's how you could literally hustle carne jerky to 10, 20 grand, wherever so you're you don't at. Think, you don't think you need a permit or anything? Dude, who cares if you do? They'll just tell just, you to go. They're just going to tell you to go. There yeah. you go. But if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. But like yeah. if you just roll out and don't do it again for a week or two and yeah. just pick a different beat. You're going to be fine, yeah, yeah. right? It's not like you're setting up on the street. You got a van open with the back doors and a table, and you're like, would you like some beef jerky? We're yeah. like, yo, yeah, we want some coffee? And we just roast people as they walk by if they say no. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, you're too good for us. Huh? Too good for us. You know, <laughs> yeah. like we, but like the thing is, is now Caleb's walking through the city, you know, with his girl, and she just moved here from Hawaii, yeah. and people are coming up to him and being like, Dude, you're one of the strong coffee guys. Like, man, you guys in the fucking overalls are hilarious. Yeah. But that is it right there. You start connecting with people in real life and they talk about you everywhere. Mm. Nobody's like, tomorrow, I saw this awesome thing on Instagram two days ago. Yeah. No, because there's a million awesome things you saw on Instagram yeah. in the last 12 minutes. Yeah. What well, you saw in real life stuck. But what you so saw like, yeah. in real life stuck. And when that guy called you a turd for not taking free coffee and then you drank it and you loved it and then you bought some, that's hilarious. Yeah. I noticed you know? uh, like the first live event we did, um, I went to ADCC East Coast Trials and we set up like a jerky booth and had some ladies working it. But uh, the days after I did that, we had like a pretty big, big increase in orders. And I think it was just from like a lot of people, like we sold out jerky. Uh, we sold out of jerky at the event, but people must have been posting it and talking about it. So we had a pretty 
good jump in, in online sales like, mm-hmm. a few day, the days after that. So Totally. I mean, like, look at it this way. There's, there's a couple of, like, cool things that you should know when you're starting a business is that it takes somebody three to five impressions before a purchase, five. right? Yeah. So I have to see this three to five times. So I saw it on the internet. I saw it at Sun Life. I saw it on Nikki Rod's Instagram. I'm buying it, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't enough to see that the first two places, the third place creates a circle, right? It usually takes a personal touch, a physical space, right? So social validation, credibility through, through site, right? These are the touch points and then online, the point of purchase, right? Well, those things are, will only exist if IDA is present and IDA is A-I-D-A. It's an acronym mm-hmm. for attention, interest, desire, and action. So how do you create attention? Okay, well, your shirt's off, you're standing in front of a booth with a blue van and you're blasting music, right? Yeah. The interest, right? I'm now talking to you, right? What is my desire? I am looking for beef jerky that is delicious. Mm-hmm. I try it, my action is to purchase. If you try to, if you skip any of those steps within the process. It falls apart. It falls apart. It's just like a great story. Right, like they've proven this like a million times with like movies scripts being written. If at any point you ever divert from like this like perfect script and like the way these scripts are written, which like the hero's journey, which is the inciting incident, this, 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 the turning point, then the hero's you know like peak moment, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you need those pieces in that story for that person to continue watching the movie and saying that was a great movie, right? And in the first five minutes of that movie you need something big to happen. Have you noticed that movies that start with like the main guy being killed in the first five seconds or like, or like the, a bad guy being killed or something really bad happening in the first like two minutes, you're like, holy, holy fuck, shit. like I'm, I'm interested. You, in immediately. Yeah. I, you have gotten my intention. Yeah. If it doesn't, now in the, the interest yeah. is generally laid over with a voiceover. Mm-hmm. It was only two days ago, you know, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like before that moment, you know, you're like, Oh fuck! Now I'm invested. Now I'm interested in what this yeah, guy yeah. has to go through before I just saw him get shot in the opening scene. Yeah, yeah. My desire is to sit here and continue watching this. <laughs> the action was a great movie and an outcome for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like if you skip those steps, you're fucked. Right? If you don't tell somebody what the product is, this is another thing. Right? If you don't tell somebody what the product is in the first three to five words from left to right on the package your likelihood of selling the product is going way down, right? It's like strong coffee company, okay? It's a coffee company, instant coffee and adaptogens. That's five words, right? In that time, I know, I've actually been thinking about getting rid of the word instant, so it just says coffee plus adaptogens, so it reads even faster. But like reading something that fast is crucial in today's short high frequency fucking scanning scanning right and it's like like something like um and like icons when you're seeing an image on social media say on amazon it's that big Mm -hmm. on your phone right so it's like get the design to feature what it is as big as possible Mm -hmm. so that when people are scrolling spicy jerky yeah right right that's what i need so it's like like i would maybe say like spicy Barbecue jerky, mm-hmm. even though it's called carne jerky, yeah. just to be redundant. Because when somebody at first glance looks at it, they're going to look at the middle. 
yeah. right in this in this moment because of the the size of it and there's like these like little things that you could do and you could test that digitally you should just test it digitally literally have somebody make a new digital mock-up run that as the photo mm-hmm. and see if the sales change and just put a little disclaimer with an asterisk that package may look different yeah. but you can try different right. visuals on the forward facing on the ads right or on like amazon or whatever it can you can try different package variations without ever making it very true yeah and that's like a cool way to hack things i dig it yeah you you had some really good uh insight my guy well thank you dude and i'm happy to help you with that man if you ever want you know yeah some deeper insight you know i'm a i'm an athlete first but entrepreneur second so I'm figuring it out little by little. Um, we we just upped our production recently. We're able to make like close to close to 100 pounds a, a week now. So that's awesome. It's better. Do you yeah. do subscription with it? Uh, no, I mean I, I'm really in the in the starting stages. Um, yeah. So I, mean, I offered the same help to Neen Williams when he started Not a Damn Chance two years ago, and yeah. he didn't take well, me. I love their burgers. So damn. he didn't fully take me up on the offer, even though we're friends and we talk. Uh, about it but now he's like our last conversation when i explained some things to him a little differently after having multiple more years under my belt he was like oh yeah we need to do that now and it's like getting subscription knowing the likelihood of how many bags you're going to have next month will allow you to go up to 300 pounds so people uh, subscription like oh you 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 get you get you subscribe to purchasing so i would i would make so if i were you i would do something like a carne membership right like a carne jerky membership pay ten dollars a month and receive or pay a hundred bucks a year and receive 20 percent off our beef jerky year round Mm -hmm. right or that's one membership way or a subscription membership would be so you want to get your, you, what you want to try to do is you want to try to get your lifetime value up and you want to try to get your average order value up. So your average order value will be determined by how much somebody buys per order. So since beef jerky is not a very high ticket item and shipping is not cheap, the goal should be to try to get them to like buy three to five bags at a time. So what you should try to do is set up the price of one bag. And let's just say one bag is eighteen ninety nine. Right. Even if it's like, say you want to sell it for fourteen ninety nine, I would tell you to market at eighteen ninety nine because it's like, hey, the value to the person buying it one time may never come back. You need to get that eighteen ninety nine because you got to cover that cost of acquisition. You got to cover your shipping losses, mm-hmm. all these things. But next to that product for eighteen ninety nine, they can get two bags for thirty, See. and they're like, oh. Like I'm saving three bucks a box, three bucks a bag, or you can get five bags for fifteen dollars a bag. Higher they go, I mean, for twelve dollars a bag, yeah. right? And now that's a sixty-eight dollar order, and they're like, I mean, you're gonna eat X amount, yeah, right? So you can even put like how I eat my beef jerky, and it's like I eat it for one meal a day, and you could give it use now. Mm-hmm. So if somebody knows that they can eat it as a meal one day, one bag a day or like a half a bag a day. And it's like, oh, well, six bags is good for like two weeks yeah. of my meals for my snacks. Mm-hmm. This is what my meal plan looks like. Get Nikki Rod's meal plan with carne jerky and blah, blah, blah. Right. Value yeah. add. Yeah. So these are things that you could do to get email lists. You want 
you want my you want my you know my nutritional diagram or you want my workout that i'm getting ready for with adc with mm-hmm. carne jerky is a huge part of it check this out you know download this free and now you just got 10,000 new email list from all your fans that want to yeah. know these things right and that's how you can spin it. it doesn't have to be about jerky it's about your it's about the lifestyle that jerky gives you right it's the ability to travel be on the go and still get still get your protein because ultimately what is the problem that you're solving with beef jerky um protein on the go protein on the go protein on the go yeah that's a problem what's the other problem keto a keto solution, small bites, carb, right? Healthy, athletic so f- diets, right? So focus on, uh, focus on the problem that you're solving, mm-hmm. and if that is clear, the decision, to, the the decision for action to make that purchase will be that much easier, hmm. right? If they know that the problem you're trying to solve is their protein intake. It's like, guys, one of the biggest problems in today's American diets is we're actually losing protein. Check out this actual study showing that our generation is the first generation to actually have a lower amount of muscle mass than previous generations. That being said, protein snacking is a major problem, which is why you need to have at least 24 grams of protein per per meal. Mm. It's like one of our bags of carne jerky has 24 grams of protein. It's a perfect on-the-go protein solution, better than any protein bar, no lactose, no fillers, you know, like pitch it against protein bars yeah, and you'll sell a shitload of it, mm. right? So it's like find who it competes against, not jerky, because no. that's not the problem. No. The problem is the protein on the go. Yeah. So it's like yeah. repositioning jerky as that versus just protein bars being the on the go option yeah. or a protein drink or whatever. Uh, I, I never really saw it like that. Um, I think that's a great way to look at it though, like, because it's... Uh, you know, um, it's not. Even, it's a different style of jerky. It's not like the thick and and and. No, moist, looks. You know, looks thin and crispy. Yeah, it's more like a, yeah, it looks good. It's kind right. of almost looks like billetong a little bit, or not billetong, but um, this other meat, uh, this dr- like dry aged meat. Yeah, um, it's, it's like a Mexican style uh, jerky. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. But yeah, I, I definitely like the idea. You know, go go against um the protein bar because it is snacking on the go. Yeah, you gave some good insight, my guy. Thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, there's no reason why you're not crushing with that. If yeah. you take even and listen back to like half the things I said and just I be like, oh, will. if I apply a couple of these things, like email capturing. In real life. In real life and online, how do I leverage the digital assets that I'm creating for my workouts or for ticket selling? Hey, win a trip to ADCC, right? That'd be huge. It's paid for by Carne Jerky, right? Put a golden ticket in, like buy a few bags. You're automatically entered. Something like that. Every bag you buy enters you for a chance to win. Damn, good deal. Right? Do that, and you will have a shitload of new people buying Carne Jerky and giving you at least their email, so you can re-target them later on. Get your email list up to like five thousand. I'll introduce you to my email guy. He'll fucking optimize your shit, and all of a sudden you just start seeing sales. Yeah, I would like to see what kind of program you you use uh, to to do the emails because I've done. We use Clavio. 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 Yeah, Clavio. I don't know how they pronounce it, but K L A V Y I O. It allows you to do SMS, which is text message and email, all in the same system. And you know, I mean, once you start obtaining emails, it's not just about like the person that hasn't been back to your site. It's also about like the abandoned cart, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like somebody gets to the cart, 
and they see thirty six ninety nine for four bags of beef jerky, and they're like, ah, you yeah. just give me a second, and then they like close their computer, and then like forget about it or something, yeah, right. So they get an email mm-hmm. an hour after they close their computer that says, "What happened? You forgot your order." Yeah, <laughs> and I've then got, if they I've don't that answer that email. In two days, they get another email that's like, fuck it, because I love carne jerky so much, and I know you will too. Here's 20% off on your first order. Yeah, wow. Mm. All of a sudden, your abandoned cart file is emptied, because everybody's like, deal, deal. Yeah. Because nobody wants to miss out on that. We even put a timer on it that will be like, this offer expires in 10 minutes upon opening the email. Yeah, geez. You know, and then they're like, "Ah." (laughs) you know, and it's that simple. Wow. Fuck, yeah, awesome stuff, awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. Guys, thanks for watching the Simple Man podcast. Thanks for, for coming out here. Thanks for having it's me, guys. insightful. Yeah, super yeah. insightful. I didn't know for that's real, what we were yeah. going to talk about. I thought we were going to talk about beating some people up and rip our shirts off yeah. for a little bit, but you know, I'm yeah, they've fucking heard, stoked They've heard enough it. of that. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's great, I feel like though. there's a lot more. I'm excited to... for you in this, dude. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it's just a new a new endeavor. Um, I think it'll be something something big in the future, uh, but I'm, I'm learning little by little, and honestly, I think... Um, I know for sure I'll use your advice and and um, I look I look forward to implementing it you know in the future and I'm sure um, I'm sure you'll be seeing those tactics that we just talked about so, yeah man so, however so, I can help so uh, before we we close out let's give uh, um, the viewers you know Instagram handles uh, you know where where uh, where can best you guys place get, to get, strong get the stuff yeah yeah, yeah 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 so so where's the best place. Yeah, well, uh, strongcoffeecompany.com, uh, at strongcoffeecompany is our Instagram handle. Company is important because it's the company you keep. You are the people that you spend the most time with, so surround yourselves with strong people, and you too will be that. Um, you can follow me at Von Rothfelder. If you're going to buy some strong coffee, I suggest you use Nikki Rod's code. Yep. Um, get code. get yourself a discount, which and, is which is. It's on my phone. Yeah, it's on we'll, the phone. I, we'll link we'll put it. We'll put we'll yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Caleb chat. We'll, Hold on, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, put we'll, the we'll, we'll throw that in the notes. We'll, we'll put the up, little yeah. code in the on the YouTube for you guys. So you can get mm-hmm. it. Good, guys, discount. if you watched the podcast to the completion, leave a coffee emoji in the comments. Coffee cup. Coffee Co- cup. Co- yeah. Co- Oh, you know, strong coffee, maybe a flexing emoji and oh, coffee. Oh, yeah. So, what's cool is if you type strong coffee in your phone, it literally does the no flexing way, emoji really? with the coffee emoji. Wow, okay, strong yeah, coffee. Funny. <laughs> so bicep coffee bicep, or strong coffee. coffee cup, strong if coffee. If you watch to the end, guys, uh, I'm Damien. I'm Ethan. Nikki Rod. Adam. And, and right, you've guys. been simplified. Boom. Great. Cheers. Great. Awesome stuff. I got to get one of those PT shirts. So that is